Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 109. As I said, I plan on having a themed episode for episode 110. I threw a post out on the Facebook page, didn't really get any replies, just a few likes. So I guess nobody really kind of had any theme ideas they wanted to present. And that's okay, because I ended up uh, picking a theme myself, and I've already got my um, bands ready for that episode. Don't quite have my songs picked yet as to which ones I want to play, but I've got time. So right now, episode 109. Let's jump right in. This one's a bit of a international project. Five-piece band, um, mostly Swedes, but there is uh, a member from the UK and a member from Canada. The band is called Darkened. They've been around since 2018. Uh, what kind of drew me to them is that it has Andy Whale, formerly of Bolt Thrower and Memoriam, on drums. I actually think he started this project when he was still a member of Memoriam. He's no longer in that band, so I think Darkened is kind of his uh, his only band right now. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's his main focus, at least. But yeah, it also has Tobias Christensen, the bass player of Grave, who used to play for Dismember as well, and used to do live bass for Niflheim and Entombed AD and stuff like that. He's just kind of bounced around uh, the Swedish scene, but he's been playing bass for Grave for quite some time now. But they... As you would expect, given the cast of characters, they do a pretty straightforward, kind of old-school style of death metal. And they do it pretty well. Um, I first heard their EP back in 2019, and then they did a full-length album in 2020 that was decent. Didn't hold my attention too much, but it's certainly not bad, but um, it just wasn't quite as memorable as, uh, as I would hope. But um, they just released a new EP that came out on January 7th called Mourn the Dying Light came out through Edge Circle Productions, and it's good. I think they are one of those bands that I think is better in um, an EP format than the full length. I kind of lose interest with the full album, but whenever it's short and sweet and a nice EP, uh, I like it a lot better. So, um, But yes, this album, or this album, this EP is out now, and it's out there on Spotify, so if you dig this tune, then check it out. So, here we go, off of their Mourn the Dying Light EP, this is Darkened with Black Winter. Which coincidentally, whenever I first started Krigsgrove back in 2004 and we were kicking around band names, that was actually the first band name that we picked. And then we changed it because there was about a million other people out there using the band name Black Winter. But <laughs> there you go. Fun fact. <laughs>
Night. That was Darkened from Sweden and the UK and Canada with Black Winter off of their new EP, Mourn the Dying Light. Very solid stuff. All right, we're going to Sweden here. This is a, a one-man band, but he's no stranger to uh, you know the occasional special guest, and this song is no exception. Uh, this band's been around since 2019. They're called Kvain, and that's K-V-A-E-N. And he's been getting a lot of um, of uh, notoriety these days. He's really getting noticed quite a bit more. Um, the debut album was fantastic. That came out in 2020, and uh, really, really liked it a lot. And we actually, we, as a band, you know, Krigsgrove, we enjoyed that debut album so much and the sound of it that we actually ended up using the same studio um, in Finland to mix and master um, our most recent album, The Sundering. So we chose that studio based on that first Kvain um, album. So he is releasing his follow-up. He's, as I said, he's getting a lot of attention, a lot of eyeballs looking at this project and see what he's going to do for the second album. Um, but the album's going to be called The Great Below, and it's coming out on March 25th uh, through Black Lion Records. And he recently released the title track, um, as well as the artwork and the track listing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he released this track. It's out there on Spotify. Um, and I, if I read it right, it said that it is featuring uh, Jeff Loomis, which is pretty a pretty big get for him. So that's pretty awesome that he's able to pull uh, someone of that caliber for a guest appearance on his record so pretty cool the song itself very good definitely picks up where the debut left off and um, just kind of wets the whistle and gets me ready to hear the rest of this record I'm not sure if he's using the same studio again for mixing and mastering but uh, either way the track itself sounds good so here we go off of the upcoming second album The Great Below this is Kvan with The Great Below featuring Jeff Loomis. Shut it down. 
All right, that was Kvain from Sweden with The Great Below. Uh, really good stuff, and he really is an exceptional guitar player. Um, he posts things on his Instagram all the time of him just like, you know, it'll be a video and it'll say, just warming up with some licks before, you know, practice or before, you know, whatever. And uh, he's just kind of shredding away. He's a very good guitar player. But they do um, have a, a full... Uh, live band from what I've seen and he recently filled in on vocals for the band Trident from Sweden uh, who some people may know as being the band of uh, Johan Norman uh, formerly of Dissection so that was kind of a cool thing for him I know he was pretty stoked on on uh, being able to fill in with for guest vocals for I think it was just one show really but it was kind of a dream come true for him since he's such a big Dissection fan uh, all right, let's keep things moving here to Hungary. We don't go there too terribly often. This is a three-piece band that's been around since 2000, who I honestly have not heard any of their stuff until this most recent album. Uh, they're called Bornholm, and that's B-O-R-N-H-O-L-M. And they only have one original member um, left that's still there from when they formed in, uh, in 2000. But... Um, They've kind of taken a little break here. They This new album that they just released is their first one in five years. But um, maybe it's because they're signed to Napalm Records that they kind of have been getting some some press, some push from the uh, from the label, which is cool. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I, I haven't heard them before. At least I don't think I have. If I've heard them before, I, I kind of forgot about it, I guess. But their new album is called Apotheosis, and that came out on November 5th of 2021, their fifth album overall, and as I said, their first one in five years, through Napalm Records, and basically, um, this is the only album I've heard, of course, but um, it's just kind of very grand-sounding, very big, epic-sounding kind of melodic black metal. Um, the production's pretty sharp. Sorry for the hard P there. Sharp! But pretty crystal clear and pretty punchy, and uh, it does actually suit the music. I, it's weird because when I was younger, I really hated the super rough, raw production of some black metal. And as I've gotten older, I'm really disliking the more pristine stuff <laughs> more often than not. I kind of like something in the middle there, where it's kind of a little bit rough around the edges, but you can still hear everything clearly and and it's you know loud i don't like a really quiet album either so you got to kind of find the balance there but uh, anyways this is pretty good stuff pretty strong material um, i'm gonna have to go back and listen to some of their older stuff because i do like this album quite a bit so off of the newest album apotheosis this is born home with sky serpents
Alright. That was Born Home from Hungary with Sky Serpents. Uh, we're going to kind of keep things in that same vein, really. We're going to Finland now. This band is relatively new, but it's kind of uh, consisting of some people that have been around the block a few times. Uh, so they're not necessarily a young band, just a new band. Uh, been around since 2020. They're called The Mist from the Mountains. And I'm not even sure how I came across them, but they feature a former member of Rapture. Um, Rapture actually used to, and may still feature, um, at least one or two members of Fintroll. And it's kind of very Catatonia-inspired uh, kind of metal. Um, older Catatonia, I would say. And... Um, the vocalist is the former longtime vocalist of uh, And Oceans, so um, his voice definitely sounds familiar to me. And uh, I mean, he was in And Oceans for I don't know, like a total of probably like 14 years or something. Um, and the uh, the twist there is that the person singing for And Oceans these days is the singer for Fintroll. So we've got all this Fintroll, Rapture, And Oceans. They're all kind of linked in their own way. But um, this band, The Mist from the Mountains, is releasing their debut album officially on January 28th of this year called Monumental Temple of Light. Um, and that's coming out through Primitive Reaction. But I don't know if this was intentional, if they bumped up the release date, or if it's only been released digitally for now and maybe physical copies are coming out on the 28th. I don't know. But all I know is... It's out there. The album's out there. It's on Spotify, so it seems it's either been released early or leaked in some way. Not really sure, but uh, just kind of given who is in the band, uh, I was anxious to check it out, and it's good. It's very much in line with what we just heard from Bornholm, where it's kind of very melodic and just epic feeling uh, black metal. Great vocals, as would be expected from that vocalist, but... Um, it's a strong debut for sure, and that's uh, definitely a product of the lineup and the fact that it's people that have been in several bands over the years. They know what they're doing, so this isn't really them fumbling around to try to find their sound and figure out what they want to do. They seem to all be, uh, uh, it's as far as how it sounds at least, it sounds very confident and uh, like they know exactly what they're trying to do, and they just execute it really well. So. Here we go off of their debut album, Monumental, Temple of Twilight. I think I said Temple of Light earlier. I may not have. I don't know. Temple of Twilight. This is The Mist from the Mountains with Master of Wilderness. Yeah. 
was the mist from the mountains from finland with master of wilderness i think that's really good um the record is great so if you maybe saw that release date of january 28th and you've been kind of waiting on it um check check around because i swear that whole album is on spotify right now so if you dug that uh check it out okay we're going to norway here this band is a little underwhelming to my ears but they're not bad by any means, and that's Nordjevel, and they've been around since 2015. I think they only have one original guy left, uh, and, and I think it might be the vocalist, but they actually have the former bass player. Actually, I think the bass player has been there all along as well. Uh, bass player from Ragnarok, who's no longer in Ragnarok, uh, but he was uh, doing both bands at one point. Really stupid stage name. It's Decepticunt which is the stupidest stage name I think I've ever heard. But, uh, yeah, so there's the singer and him are like the two original guys. Uh, The guitar player, I believe, is... uh, God, what's his face? From from Mirkskog, who was the lead guitar player for um, Morbid Angel for a while there. Destructor, um, or Destructor. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the guy who wore the bandana all the time. He's the guitar player. And, um, and, uh, old, what's his name, Nils Fjellström, the Dominator, former drummer for Dark Funeral, he's been the drummer now, um, for Nordjevil for the last two albums, I think he joined in 2018, uh, well, I guess the last album and then this new one is not an album, it's an EP, but, um, but yeah, they just released... A new EP in May of 2021 called Fenrir, and that came out through uh, indie recordings. They used to be on Osmos for a while there, but now they're on uh, indie. But yeah, they've done EPs in 2017, and of course this new one from 2021, and they've done full albums in 2016 and 2019, so they seem to kind of alternate between album EP, album EP. Um, but yeah, this this is good. The production is like super loud and, and crystal clear, and... Um, 
eh, I mean, it's the songs are fine. I just kind of wish the production was different. Um, and at the end of the day, they're they're enjoyable and aggressive and everything, but I just don't come away remembering much of what I've heard from them. But uh, yeah, if you're in the mood for some just straightforward, in-your-face, aggressive black metal, um, they, they deliver it. <laughs> so here we go, off of their most recent EP, Fenrir. This is Nordjevel with Rovdir.
right, that was Nordjevel from Norway with Rovdir. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, the individual performances are great. Uh, that vocalist is good. Uh, the guitar playing is good. The drumming, very intense. Um, this EP's a little better. I, I do find these songs a little bit more uh, memorable than some of their older stuff. But, uh, but yeah, overall, they kind of are a tier below some of these other black metal bands that I enjoy. But uh, they're still not bad by any means. All right, we're going to kind of Sweden here, mostly Sweden, but uh, I kind of consider them an international band because they've used a lot of guest vocalists on albums uh, that have come from different countries and things like that. Um, this band's been around since 2012. They're called Just Before Dawn, and they are kind of in the same vein as a band like Bolt Thrower or Memoriam, where they focus very heavily on uh, war and not necessarily World War II, but just the overall concept of warfare uh, as kind of the theme of their lyrics and things like that and album covers. Um, but yeah, what got me into them initially was just being such a big fan of uh, of David Ingram, the vocalist of Benediction, and the one-time vocalist of Bolt Thrower as well for one album. But yeah, he has multiple times, I guess, uh, in this band's career, he's done some guest vocals on some songs here and there. Uh, I don't believe he will be doing that anymore. I think he kind of officially stepped out um, from being a part of any... Because he would do some live stuff with them, too, on occasion. But uh, he just stepped out and wanted to focus on uh, just a few other things. Uh, I think he's mainly just focused on Benediction these days since he's been back in, in that band. Uh, but yes, they've used many vocalists, and I decided to play... A song that does have Dave Ingram on there. I'm going to play something off of their 2018 album called Tides of Blood. It's their third album uh, out of four. I think they just released an EP very recently as well. Uh, but this came out in 2018 through Raw Skulls Records. And he's, he's great. I mean, Dave Ingram sounded great on the old Benediction stuff in the 90s. But I swear his voice has just gotten stronger. Like, there's just more power behind it the older he's gotten. It's weird. Um, like a lot of the stuff he does more recently, like bands like Echelon and Down Among the Dead Men and stuff like that, his vocals are just more brutal than they've ever been. Um, but yes, this tune is uh, no exception to that. He sounds great, and the band sounds great, and uh, not to mention that one of their guitar players is a New York Yankees fan and wears his Yankees cap on stage, so respect to the fellow Yankee fan. So here we go, off of the album Tides of Blood, this is Just Before Dawn with Day of Days. Take of days 
Alright, there we go. That was Just Before Dawn with Day of Days. I think they're great. Um, I really, really wanted to like Memoriam, which is the band that uh, Carl, the vocalist of uh, Bolt Thrower, and Andy Whale, and Scott Fairfax, and... Oh, what the hell's his name? Something Healy. Frank Healy. I always want to say Glenn Healy, but that's the name of a uh, NHL goalie from the 90s <laughs> that's popping into my head for some reason. But um, it's, it's a really good group of guys that come from great bands, and they formed Memoriam as a tribute to, uh, to Martin Kearns, the fallen uh, drummer from Bolt Thrower who passed away. And um, I want to like it so much, but it's just not interesting. It's just not interesting or memorable, and I think Just Before Dawn is kind of the, the, the band that Memoriam should be <laughs> i don't know it, i don't know if that makes any sense but it does to me all right we're going to the usa here out of chicago illinois they are on hold and have been for some time they've been around since 2012 but their only release was an ep that came out in february of 2013 that they released independently so if they haven't done anything in the nine years since then i'm gonna go ahead and call them done <laughs> i'm gonna say that they're not on hold I don't foresee them coming back anytime soon. The band is called Mount Salem, and really I was just kind of on the hunt for, like, are there any other bands kind of like Lucifer or Blood Ceremony, you know, kind of that female-fronted, kind of a borderline kind of psychedelic occult rock type stuff going on. Uh, just wanted to see if there's anything out there that I may have missed, any bands like that that I haven't heard. And I came across them and checked it out, and it was actually really good. Um, the EP's perfect because I don't think I could handle a full album of it. Um, it just, I don't know, it just kind of gets a little boring, uh, over time. But the EP's good, it's called, um, what the hell's the EP called? Endless. And as I said, that came out in 2013 and it was released independently. Um, to my knowledge, they never did become signed, uh, at any point in their career. So, it's a bit of a shame, but the vocals are good. The female vocalist, she's great. And, yeah, I mean, to me, this is just as good as a lot of the other bands that I just mentioned so it's a bit odd that they just kind of never maybe they just came around at the wrong time they were a little too early maybe I don't know but anyways this is a little bit of a change of pace for the episode so here we go off of their EP Endless this is Mount Salem with The Tower
there we have it. That was Mount Salem from Chicago with The Tower. Production's a little um, raw, a little in-your-face because of just how how brick-walled the whole mix and master is of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've as I said in previous episodes, I've really come around on that style uh, over the years. And um, I really like that EP a lot. Again, that EP's called Endless. You could find it, oh, let me see, I think they're on Spotify, and it's on YouTube as well. Speaking of YouTube, that's kind of how I found this next band uh, out of Telemark, Norway. They were around, they formed in 08, um, released an album in 2011, I think they did either a split or an EP in 2013, and then nothing since. And they're called Svikt, that's S-V-I-K-T. And I came across them on, I think it was one of the black metal promotion uh, YouTube channels. Some of you might know what I'm talking about, but I come across them. um, I follow them on Facebook as well. So they'll just release or post rather um, YouTube videos of just random black metal. Like every day they'll post a few things. So usually it's stuff that I've heard, but maybe haven't listened to in a long time. Um, There's been several things I've found that I've never heard before. Uh, that were just newly released or something that I just kind of take a listen when I come across it on Facebook there and and if I like it then I look into it further and play it on on an episode or something but uh, yeah this is one that I had not heard of and I assumed oh this must be like a newer band or something and I looked into it and I was like okay they only really released this record and that was like 11 years ago and they haven't done anything since um but I loved it, like, the it was the entire album is what they posted, and it was like 40 minutes long. I didn't listen to the whole thing start to finish, but just kind of, you know, skimming it, so to speak. Um, I thought it was great. I was telling my bandmates in Krigsgrove, I was like, have you ever heard of these guys? Because th- I'm listening to this album, and it's actually really good. Um, and they hadn't heard of them either, but, um, but yeah, I went ahead and found kind of the individual songs, um and was kind of listening through trying to pick a favorite. But uh, yeah, the album is called I Elendigatens Selskop, which means um, basically like in the presence of misery or in the company of misery, uh, something like that. But yeah, that came out in 2011 through Blut and Eisen Productions. And it's really good and the production's really good and it's it's melodic but not in the same way as like the Finnish uh, black metal scene, but it just sounds very Norwegian. Like it just sounds like a quintessential melodic yet aggressive Norwegian black metal record. And uh, it's not really breaking any new ground, but I just think it's excellent. The songs are great, and the production suits it perfectly. And it's just a band I've never heard anybody talk about. So, off of their one and only album, this is Svikt with Notfall. <laughs>
All right, they do a bit of an abrupt fade down there, but that was Svikt with Natfall. Um, I love that. I mean, it's it's got that melodic Norwegian black metal sound. It's aggressive. Kind of reminds me of maybe something off of the first Borknagar record. Um, but then there's those moments where they kind of turn it into a little bit of a of a not black and roll, but you know what I mean. Kind of that more straightforward uh, kind of headbang and dark dark throne type riff, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's so good. Uh, you should definitely check that out. Um, the whole album's on YouTube. All right, we're going back to the USA here, out of New York, my lovely home state. They existed from 2010 to 2018. Um, they're kind of listed as on hold, but I just kind of don't foresee um, them continuing, unfortunately. That band is Black Table, and I kind of hadn't listened to them in a while and then came back to it recently and just kind of fell in love with the debut album all over again. Um <clears throat> but it's kind of a funny story here. Like, they, they did an EP in 2012, and they did a split in 2015, and then they only released one full-length album called Obelisk in 2016 uh, that came out through Silent Pendulum Records. But um, I was all over it whenever it came out. Um, Black Table is a band that my friend Corey kind of turned me on to, and uh, a band I was in at the time called Of Oak, um, played a show with them, I want to say in 2013. Um, they were on tour uh, with Downfall of Gaia, and they came through and played in Dallas, and my band of Oak uh, played one of the opening slots there. And so we kind of talked to them a little bit then, and just kind of, Corey was always good about making friends with bands and just keeping in touch with them. So everybody remembers Corey. Um, he has a memorable face, I guess. But then in 2016, whenever Krigsgrove and Giant of the Mountain, we were doing our uh, East Coast tour. Uh, it was like 19 dates, uh, like 17 shows in 19 days, something like that. So it was a pretty, you know, for us, that was a pretty lengthy tour. But yeah, whenever we played um, up in Albany, uh, we asked them. They kind of helped us out, I think, with trying to book it in general, like finding a place to book it. And then they played the show. Um, they headlined it, and they were excellent, and, I mean, very nice people. Um, Mers, the singer and guitar player, she bought one of our shirts and was proudly sporting her Krigsgrove shirt on Facebook after that, but she moved to Germany, and the drummer actually, I don't think he quit, but he joined Downfall of Gaia, who's also German, so he was kind of splitting his time between the USA and Germany, and she had moved off to Germany, and it was just kind of not a situation that they could continue. But um, but yeah, it's they before they called it quits, they released this great great record called Obelisk, and um, to me it's just different. There's a lot of uh, Wolves in the Throne Room and Panopticon clones out there these days, but Black Table was was different. It was just heavier and a little more abrasive I guess but in a good way and uh, I'm really happy that I kind of re-familiarized myself with this record I hadn't listened to it in a while and listened to it uh, last week and just kind of was loving it all over again so this one's a favorite of mine off of it so here we go from 2016's Obelisk this is Black Table with Cro-Magnon
go. That was Black Table from New York with Cro Magnon. Such a great band and such a great record. Uh, it was definitely worth the wait whenever they finally released that debut. Um, I want to also say, listening to this record, it made me think, I wonder what they're up to. Especially like Merz, who moved to Germany. Like, I wonder what she's up to. I haven't thought about that in a long time. So I just kind of like checked. I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I just kind of checked. And I'm like, okay, she's got a, a YouTube channel that she's been pushing. And uh, she's the host of a... Does like book reviews and they call themselves booktubers. There's a whole slew of people on YouTube that just do reviews of books and discuss books and talk about books that are coming out soon and just really get into the specifics of things they like about what they're reading and all that. And so I checked it out and thought it was great. I mean, she's a great host. And she focuses only on like horror books and, and ones that are more like supernatural involving like hauntings and haunted places and stuff like that. You know, um, she's pretty specific in what her niche is, you know, but I really liked the videos and um, I ended up watching a few more and then she was kind of recommending books. So I was kind of jotting them down because one of my kind of resolutions this year is that I want to read 20 books in 2022 so that's like one book every two and a half weeks basically and I feel like I can do it I'm just about to finish my first one of the year and then whenever it's time to go to the next one I'm gonna reference my list that I made based on some of her recommendations so um, her channel I might as well rep it and promote it here while I'm talking about black table but her channel is called harpies in the trees if you want to check it out but she's got lots of videos that she's done I guess over the last couple of years and I think she has a patreon thing if you want to pledge you know four bucks a month or something like that I guess she uses that towards buying more books to review or something but um, but yeah let's move on here excuse my crinkling pages I've got to consult my notes here I handwrite my notes for every episode I don't know if everybody knows that uh, alright we're going to Sweden here very well-known black metal band been around since 93 that band is dark funeral um they are in recent records they've taken longer periods of time to finish albums um so there's usually a lot of expectation uh the last album i thought was excellent um, and then dominator the drummer left and it was one of those things where it's just like oh man that's a really tall order to replace him because he's a really exceptional drummer um, but they did, and the drummer that they replaced him with is, uh, is actually really, really good. And so this new record will be the first one with uh, the new drummer and the new bass player, so I've got a different rhythm section from the last album. But uh, they are finally going to be releasing this thing. It's called We Are the Apocalypse, and that's coming out on March 18th of this year through Century Media. It's their seventh album overall, and their first one in six years. Uh, which is hard to believe it's been that long, but um, they released the first single off of it, and it got some pretty lukewarm reception. Um, they're, of course, associated with being very high speed, high intensity, lots of blast beats, and then the first single they released is very slow, kind of slower to mid-tempo, um, and it sounds like a song they already did, like two albums ago. They have a song called My Funeral, and it's very much like My Funeral, but less memorable to me. Like, it's just a not-as-good version of My Funeral. But um, the track is called Let the Devil In, and 
The drum sound is okay. Like, I like the fact that it's a little more natural sounding. It's not quite as uh, triggered and in your face. But, um, yeah, you know, you come away from it thinking like, all right, that was, that was okay, I guess. But it's not really getting me very uh, amped up for the new record. But uh, they have assured their fans that the rest of the record is uh, just as intense as they're used to, I guess. So, here we go. This is your first taste of the new album off of the upcoming record We Are the Apocalypse. This is Dark Funeral with Let the Devil In.
There we have it. That was Dark Funeral with Let the Devil In. I think my biggest beef with uh, the song is that, and, and I mean, if the rest of the record is, sounds anything like that, um, I'm probably going to not enjoy that, is that the guitars seem like an afterthought. Like, they're, they're doing things that you're used to hearing from Dark Funeral, but just the way the production is, the vocals are very upfront. And the guitars seem a little more just kind of buried. You can still hear them, of course, but they're just not like the the focus. And they just kind of feel like an afterthought to me. And that's not usually the case for Dark Funeral. So we'll see if it sounds any better on the kind of faster songs on the record. But all right, we're staying in Sweden here. This band existed from 93 to 99, and they are some folky goodness and i have a story to go along with this the band is called mythotine at least that's how i've always pronounced it m-i-t-h-o-t-y-n mythotin mythotine we've never really known my friend chris and i but basically the story is he bought this sight unseen really he just kind of saw the band photo on the back that they were all dressed in viking cloaks and armor and stuff and liked the logo and liked the song titles and said this is pretty cheap I'm getting it so he got it from the CD store and uh, we shortly after that went to the grocery store and bought things to make our own mead we were determined we were gonna make our own mead um, which was atrocious like he still makes mead to this day and he says it's just really really good the stuff he makes now but back then we made this just garbage mead um, on the stovetop at my parents' house, and we were aging it in empty two-liter soda bottles that we had uh, rinsed and disinfected and stuff, and then you pour the mead in, and then you're supposed to put the balloon over the top of the bottle so you can see the gases, you know, making the balloon swell, and then whenever the balloon kind of seems like it's swelled as much as it's going to swell, then that's how you know the yeast is no longer active, and then you can filter it out and do all this other stuff. So it was a real DIY stupid process, and it resulted in some pretty terrible mead. It was drinkable, but it wasn't good, let's put it that way. But while we were doing this and boiling this massive pot of honey and water and yeast and stuff, um, we were listening to this record that Chris had just bought. So whenever I hear this band, I always think back to us in my parents' kitchen making mead and uh, even though the mead was, was not good it was a good time it was fun it was a good memory of me and my buddy so they released three records um, I'm gonna play something off the debut because as I said this is the record that my friend Chris had bought and we were listening to that day the album the debut album is called in the sign of the Ravens and that came out in April of 97 through black diamond productions I have never heard the two albums that came after this um, I assume they're probably pretty close to, to the same, <laughs> you know, just kind of aggressive, folky stuff. But yeah, this is a bit of a change of pace, I guess, for the episode, and really I just wanted to play it mostly so I could share that story. <laughs> so here we go, off of the debut album In the Sign of the Ravens, this is Mythotin, Mythotine, with Embraced by Frost. <laughs>
we go. That was Mythotin from Sweden with Embraced by Frost. It's good. It reminds me of just a more aggressive version of like Otig, the other Swedish band that um, that uh, Vintersorg was the frontman of um, before joining Borknagar and all that. Um, okay, we're going to Belgium here. This band existed from 03 to 2013. They're no longer active called Holdre Folk, and that was a three-piece band, I believe. Uh, they only released two records, one in 07 and one in 09. Uh, I'm going to play something off of the second. I think it's the stronger of the two. Uh, it's called Morbid Elite, and that came out in December of 09 through Iron Age Records. But they're one that I just kind of never really heard of for a long time, and whenever I finally did, it was maybe about... God, I don't know maybe about a year ago and it was probably the same way I found out about Svikt which was through like a black metal promotion post or something like that they probably shared a video and I heard it um, and it didn't you know it didn't blow me away but it was really solid black metal I liked it um, but yeah I just hadn't revisited in a long time and I don't even really know what prompted me to do so uh, this time maybe I was on Spotify and saw them uh, listed as like a similar artist to somebody else that I was listening to and it just kind of jogged my memory my that that's my guess that happens a lot so uh, yeah it's as I said not groundbreaking but still very solid so here we go I'm gonna try my best with the pronunciation of this song title because though they are from Belgium there's really two two different dialects uh, spoken in Belgium. There's the side that's closer to the French border that speaks French or at least a version of French and then I guess on the west side or further south maybe uh, that borders with the Netherlands that speaks uh, Dutch so I think that they are more on the Dutch side because this song title seems to be Dutch from what I from what I remember. Uh, so here we go off of their second album Morbid Elite. This is Holdre Folk with Kaudvurhard, which means um, cold hearth.
that was Holdre Folk with Kaud Vurhard. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you see what I mean there. It's good. It's solid. The individual performances are great. It's not really breaking any new ground, but it's good for what it is. Uh, all right, we're going to Ontario, Canada. This band has been around since 05, which I did not realize they had been around for that long. Um, what drew me to them was the name, the band name. Uh, they're called Panzerfaust, and that, of course, is the name of a uh, of an excellent Dark Throne album from the mid-90s. But yes, this band, I also didn't know they were uh, Canadian. I thought they were European. And I haven't really checked out much of their back catalog, but I have checked out the last two records of theirs. They've got five total, but uh, I'm going to play something off of the most recent that came out in August of 2020. It's called The Sons of Perdition Part 2, Render Unto Eden, um, because they had Sons of Perdition Part 1. It came out in 2019, so they didn't really waste much time um, releasing these, these two records just a year apart. But yeah, their albums came out in like 06, 08, 2013, and then 19 and 20. Uh, Came out through Eisenwald Records, and it's really good. It's kind of Abigor-esque in the sense of the guitar work is very just odd, and but not... I mean, Abigor can take it to some really extremes where it's just too too weird, but um, but yeah, just the the note choices and chord choices are definitely uh, unique, and it's not your typical power chord uh, <laughs> kind of riffs here, but um, great vocals. The production is very thick and um, and very in your face, and uh, it serves the material well. I think I think I like this one part two a little bit better than part one. Uh, maybe I need to go back and listen to part one again, but um, I definitely should go back and listen to the first three records and see kind of how they've progressed over the years. But really like this uh, Sons of Perdition uh, duo here. But it's good stuff. So if you're like me and kind of slept on this band for a while and and uh, thought they were a newer band, you should check them out because there's, there's plenty there to listen to. So off of the album, The Sons of Perdition 2, Render Unto Eden. This is Panzerfaust with The Snake of the Fowler. Or not The Snake. Jesus Christ, David. I can't read my own handwriting. The Snare of the Fowler. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph, and self-basement. There will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on the enemy, helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine the boot standing on a human face forever.
Night. That was Panzerfaust from Canada with the snare of the Fowler. Not the snake. Don't know what I was thinking there. All right. Let's go ahead and finish things strong here. I want to thank you all, as usual, for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell people where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. Uh, and, of course, the entire catalog of episodes uh, is on Spotify. Actually, I say that out of habit, but I'm not sure if Spotify has a like 100 episode limit or something because um, whenever I was just kind of scrolling through after the last episode I saw that those first like seven or eight are not there anymore so if you want to hear all of them including the really old ones uh, though they're, they're all on Podbean and on the Podbean app uh, they're all there from episode one all the way through this one uh, Spotify I guess It'll just have whatever the most recent 100 episodes are, would be my guess. Um, but yes, if you have any sort of feedback, requests, or anything like that, um, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because you know any sort of news or updates about episodes or poll questions, they're all going to be posted there. Of course, I recently did a question asking what theme you might want me to do for episode 110. And nobody replied, but that's okay. That's all right. I went ahead and picked my theme anyways. But, um, but yeah, you know, be sure to find and, uh, and like the Facebook page so you can keep up to date with uh, how these episodes are rolling out. Okay. Uh, as I said, theme for episode 110. It's coming. So I'm ready. I'm excited for that. So look for that in two weeks. But for now, let's go back to Sweden and finish strong here. Actually, we're kind of finishing with something a little more mellow. A little bit. Uh, this is a one-man band that's been around since 2012 and has probably been the most prolific project I've ever seen in my entire life because this guy seems to release an EP like every two months. Um, the band is Hermoder, and I have played them two or three times in the past, at least. Um... He utilizes simplicity and repetition uh, very, very well. The production is always, it's always shit. And I wish it would be a little better. Like, he releases so much stuff, um, and you have to really sift through. You'll find the occasional album or EP that actually sounds better, a little decent. Uh, but then there's other ones that are just like, barely, you can barely hear the drums in the background because he's just got a lot of guitar layers going on and you can just barely hear that snare drum. And this new one is really no different and I thought this was the newest one and then he's released another one since this. Um, <laughs> this He's got 10 full lengths, but I swear to you he's just releasing short two or three song EPs like every month and it's, it's nuts. Um, so yeah, he's got 10 full lengths since 2012. So he's like releasing an album a year, basically. Um, but this one came out in 2020 called The Sea of Dragons. He releases it all independently, and it's all just like digital. So just hop on, you know, Spotify or his Bandcamp and uh, and purchase things from the Bandcamp and support him because he's, he's doing the damn thing. So this album has no song titles. It's just numbered. Um, but it's, once again, it's always quality. It's always good. And this time almost has some kind of Alcest-type moments in there as far as it being kind of pretty. 
It's always been pretty melodic, and uh, as I said, he utilizes repetition and simplicity very well, but uh, there's some really kind of bright moments on, on this album, and even the, the artwork on the album is pretty bright uh, as well. But um, but yeah, he just kind of hits another home run here. I just wish that it could be remixed in some way. So yes, this will be a nice kind of a melodic way to uh, close out the episode. So uh, thank you again, and I'll see you guys in two weeks with a themed episode 110. So off of the album The Sea of Dragons, this is Ermoder with song number two. Cheers. <laughs>